so glad you could join us for mornings at YCVC today. We want to thank you for being a part of our online family and we hope that this message encourages you, blesses you and helps you grow in your walk with him. So let's get into the word. So these are my uh, final words as pastor in a sense and um, I've been thinking a lot about, well, what do I say? Uh, and, and during the week I thought I should have just drawn out my... Um, my navigating change series a little bit longer, so I could have just wrapped up with that. Um, then thinking about, oh, do I have something profound to say befitting uh, last words? And um, I've been thinking about it for a while, and all I simply really wanted to do was to point towards Jesus. Um, uh, the chapter earlier in this, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 2, Paul says, Of his ministry in Corinth, I resolved to know nothing while I was among you except Christ and him crucified. Uh, now, I don't think I've lived up to that high standard, but that's really my heart is to have known nothing but Jesus and him crucified and to have pointed towards him. Um, but I was drawn towards this passage that I've had Alex read this morning. Uh, and the first part of that is uh, that verse 11. The first part that I was drawn to was verse 11, where it says, For no one can lay any foundation other than the one that's already laid, which is Jesus Christ. Um, and so I was drawn to that, and, that, and that's essentially uh, what I want to leave uh, with this morning, is that Jesus Christ is the foundation. Um, as he said of his own teaching, building on his teaching is like building a house upon the rock that, that changes in seasons can come, storms can come, and the house will stand. Uh, and so that is true of the church. Jesus is the foundation. And no other foundation can be laid and seasons of change will come, storms may come, but it will still stand. Uh, but the significant thing about this statement of, of Paul's for us as a church is that this is in the context of Paul writing about leaders and the place of leadership in the church. That as the church explores and journeys through this change in leadership, this, this reminder of Paul's that there is no other foundation than Jesus is in the exact kind of context, not exactly the same, but the same kind of context of talking about shifts in leadership and, and different leaders in the church. Paul says, what is Apollos? What is Paul? He's essentially saying, what is the place of leadership in the church and he's ultimately saying who should your foundation really be now I've already spoiled the answer to that question it's Jesus this is the Sunday school easy answer Jesus and so this morning I just want to explore the place of leadership and what it means to really have Jesus as our foundation and and um, and, and dig into that this morning but firstly, I want to think about how does the world see leadership? Now, often we need to kind of understand how we naturally would see it as part of the world before we, before we think about how God calls us to see leadership in the church. It's helpful to identify that. And so a few verses earlier than uh, what Alex read for us this morning in, in 1 Corinthians 3, 3 and 4, it says, Paul says, You are still worldly, for since there is uh, jealousy... And quarrelling among you, are you not worldly? Are you not acting like mere humans? Kind of, what an insult, isn't it? I don't feel like I'd be particularly influenced. You're being such a human. 
For when one says, I follow Paul, and another says, I follow Apollos, are you not being mere humans? But what Paul means here by mere humans is that the church in Corinth is responding to the leaders as any other group would respond to leadership. They'd be like, this is my favourite leader, and that's, that's my favourite leader. That leader's the best, I follow them and everything they say. Uh, they were dividing into camps around who their leaders were. They were having their favourites, and the, and the most significant thing, and the most damaging thing, especially for the church, but for the world as well, and I think it leads partly to the polarisation we have at the moment, is that in having their favourites, they were rejecting or dismissing the input of others. If you were an Apollos follower then you didn't want to have anything to do with what Paul would say. If you were a Paul follower, then you didn't want to... Apollos, he's, he's garbage. He's got nothing to add to my faith. If you're a Peter follower, you get the picture. That's what Paul means by being merely human in their approach to these leaders. He's saying, you're no different to the world and the church should be different. Um, the leadership guru, um, he's a Christian man and, and in fact pastors a church now, John Maxwell says, everything rises and falls on leadership. Uh, and this is largely true. Leaders have a huge impact on the culture. Uh, they're vital in the life of the church. The church is called to honour its leaders. Uh, but I think the key here is we're talking leadership, not leader. And so leadership is significant and it's important in the life of the church, but yet the church is called to be something different. And so this passage talks about that. What is the place of leadership in the church? Paul says in 1 Corinthians 3, 5, the first part of that, what is Paul? What is Apollos? Well, we're going to jump into that, but firstly we want to touch base with who is Paul? Who is Apollos? We know Paul as, as the persecutor of the church, the, the zealous Jew turned apostle and evangelist and missionary. That, that he is the man who had an encounter with the glorified risen Lord Jesus after his ascension on the road from Jerusalem to Damascus. Uh, he was on that road so he could go and, go and arrest and kill uh, Christians in Damascus and Jesus met him there. And he was filled with the Holy Spirit um, through prayer um, of, a, of a person who was terrified of Paul, but God told him to go pray for him. And, and so Paul became this zealous person for the church, for Jesus. And we learn in Acts that Apollos was a, also a Jewish man, a, a learned Jewish Christian who was passionate, and he was also an eloquent speaker. He, he was an orator. He could, he could speak very clearly and... and, and Poetically, we believe, and, and, and lots of people like to listen to Apollos. Where, where Paul was very wise and, and, and a good teacher and preacher, he was a bit more straight down the line, it seems, and Apollos was a little bit more uh, exciting to listen to, perhaps. There were two uh, Jewish men passionate about Jesus, but they were also two very different leaders. And so Paul says, what is Apollos? What is Paul? Uh, they'd both been to Corinth and they both had led people to Jesus. And so there, there was groups in Corinth who were passionate about different people, different leaders, and they're in different camps. So in 3, 5 to 6, he says, What after all is Apollos and what is Paul? He says, Only servants through whom you came to believe, as the Lord has assigned to each his task. 
I planted the seed and Apollos watered it. I'll stop there for now. And so Paul says these, these leaders, these significant uh, groundbreaking leaders in the life of the church, early in the church, Paul who wrote much of the New Testament, the letters um, that we have today that he wrote to all the churches and to Timothy and Titus, uh, he says, we are only servants. Apollos, who, who, as far as we know, wrote none of the New Testament scriptures, but, but led many to Jesus and spoke eloquently and passionately about him, who, who um, some were saying of him, he was the best pastor ever. Paul says he's only a servant. Paul says, I planted seeds, Apollos watered them. They have different roles, different gifts, different abilities, important responsibilities. Without sowing the seed and, and, and watering, the harvest will not come. Down in verse 8 and 9, he goes on, and we'll come back to the middle if you're panicking for the astute followers. He says, the one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose and they will each be rewarded according to their own labour. For we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field. And so Paul says that he and Apollos, uh, even though the church has kind of seen them as opposing leaders, that you need to follow one or the other, that they're divided against, you need to like one or the other. Paul says that we are co-workers, that we are working together for a common purpose, that we're not at odds with one another. In fact, he's saying that their differences and complement one another, that their different gifts are suited to different seasons. Leadership in the church is not a one-size-fits-all for every season, but a calling to different people at different times to offer different gifts, and often at the same time, different people offering different gifts to the church. And he talks about this as planting and watering. And so I've got a little pot here this morning, and I wonder if one of our children, or maybe three or four of our children, would come and sow some seeds for me. Just run out, yeah. Go. All right. Anyone else want to plant a seed for me this morning? Yep, just come out. Okay, there's a seed. There's some dirt. Put it in the dirt. Okay, that's enough. That's enough. There'll be other jobs. There'll be other jobs. Yep, keep coming. No, no, no. If you were here, that, that's counting. I'm just saying who's here is enough. Okay, I'm giving you a seed. Pop it in the dirt in this pot. All right, yep, pop it in. Once you've got your seed, pop it in. Push it in with your finger. This is barley. That we're sowing this morning. Okay. Yep, once it's in, you can go back to mum and dad. There's a seed for you. Push it into the dirt. Yep, pop it in here. Good girl. All right. All right, once you've sown your seeds, you can go back to mum and dad. Good job. Well done. So unless we sow seeds, nothing will grow. Excellent. Good job. All right? But also, what else do we have to do? What does Paul talk about here? He says, I sowed the seed and Apollos watered. So I need, I think we'll just go with two maybe older kids this time. Yep. Did you sow a seed? No? Yeah, Josh, yep. Yeah, I've got some water here. I'm going to get you to water it. So just a little splash of water. Yep, good, good. And there was a lot of seeds in there, so we might get one more person to water. Yeah, come on. Come on. Yep, well, two more, yep. 
Awesome. A little bit of water. Okay. Okay, good job. All right. Okay. So we've sown the seed. We've watered it. Now I need one more, like, really important volunteer who hasn't done anything already. Okay. I'm going to get Eliza to come. Okay. All right. We've got a bit of flow through there. All right. Your job, Eliza, is it's been planted, it's been watered. Now I want you to make it grow. Come on. Try hard. You're not trying hard enough. All right. More rain. And I'm the sunshine. All right. Sorry. All right, you can have a seat. We love you, Eliza, but you've, you've failed. No, 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 no. There'll be more. There'll be more. Leaders are important. Paul says that I planted and Apollos sowed and that these are important roles in the life of the church. If you don't plant, if you don't sow, then you get no growth. Nothing grows. But we've missed something. Something is missing from the story I've worked through in the scriptures and also something is missing from here. And we find that missing piece in verses 6 and 7. Paul says, I planted the seed. We did that. Apollos watered it. We did that. But God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters it is anything. But only God who makes things grow. And so we need to remember that we set Eliza up to fail. She couldn't make it grow. Also, these seeds have been malted and they will never grow. (laughs) (laughs) So it was a stitch up. And we stitch up leaders when we expect them to make things grow. But also, we, we put the, the, the praise in the wrong place when we praise the leaders for making them grow and when we put that expectation or that praise on them. Paul's saying that leaders are important. John Maxwell's not completely wrong when he says everything rises and falls on leadership, but we need to keep it in the context in the life of the church that God is the one who makes it grow. And so when you think about that, Paul says, so Paul and Apollos are nothing. Yeah, planting needs to happen, sowing needs to happen, but compared to the work of making something grow, Paul and Apollos are nothing. Paul wrote this in the context of of a time where where farmers, they are very at the mercy of the weather now, but even more so were were at the mercy of weather. There was no irrigation systems, uh, like in terms of mechanical pumps. They had to carry buckets and buckets of water if they wanted to do that. Um, And so farmers were at the mercy so much more of the elements even than today. And so they had a far greater grasp than those of us who aren't farmers uh, and a far better grasp than um, those who even farm today that they can plant, they can water even, but we cannot make something grow. And so for Yas Community Baptist Church, what is Terry? What is Tim? These are previous pastors. What is Nick? What is the next pastor? We are merely co-workers in God's field. We have different gifts and abilities. We have served different roles, though we've all worn the title pastor and will wear the title pastor. We've all served different roles for different times. But we're not at odds with one another. 
It's not a competition. We're working towards the same goal. That is for fruitfulness, for the church to grow. But it's God who makes the church grow. And God will continue to make the church grow. Just as there was Paul and Apollos, there will be another pastor who God will work through. In the next part of 1 Corinthians 3, Paul shifts the metaphor. He's been talking about planting and sowing, same thing, sowing and watering and growing. And then he shifts the metaphor to something else. He, he talks in verse, at the end of verse 9, you are God's building. And then in verse 10, by the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wide builder. And someone else is building on it. But each one should build with care. Each one should build with care. And so this shift in the metaphor to building is talking about not just the different gifts and abilities, but the, the responsibility that leaders have and everyone has in the life of the church to build with care. Not carelessly. Not without regard for what and how they are building. And he talks about having laid a foundation. And so uh, put up your hands if you are a fan of Lego Master. Okay, little Dan, I'm going to get you to come and... Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, there's no smaller Dans that I'm aware of. Guys, well, okay. It's another stitch-up guy, don't worry. All right, so I want you to, to make that wall, you know, stand up on this. You can use some more Lego bricks and, you know, you can make it taller and things like that. Um, No, but you need to, it needs to be on its foundation. No, 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 you're not allowed to pick it up. Oh, no, I pick it up. Yeah. Yeah, so you just gotta... You're gonna do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay, Kai, Kai, you can come out. All right. Yeah, yeah, you can go, you can go. All right, so yeah, Kai, what I want you to do is build onto this wall. So do it from the side so people can see. Build onto this wall so it stands up nice and... Yeah, good. Oh. Yeah, here's a bit more. All right, so I'm going to do the same test that your dad did. That I did for your dad, sorry. Yours are staying up. Good job, Kai. Everyone give Kai a huge <laughs> round of applause. Yeah, no, leave it there. Okay, you can go and sit back. All right. <clears throat> so what's the point of that? The foundation is what really matters. It's important that we, as followers of Jesus and especially the leaders in the life of the church, build with care, but it's the foundation that really matters. Again, in verse 11 that I highlighted at the start, the Apostle Paul says, For no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. 
And so Christ is the only foundation that can be laid. No other foundation stands up. Everything else is like a squidgy cushion compared to the solid rock of Jesus Christ. And we might try and build some struts out to the side like Dan tried to build. and We might try and prop things up with programs and, not that programs are bad, but with programs and things and other ideas and, and events and stuff like that. We might try and prop things up in the life of the church if it's not built on a firm foundation. And it might look all right for a while, but once, you know, some giant comes along and starts to shake it a little bit, it's going to fall down. The only foundation that can sustain the church is Jesus. And so just as the harvest in the field is most dependent upon God to grow, so the building that is the church, not the church building, but the building that is the church, is the most dependent upon its foundation to stand. And so the work of the leaders to build the church is important, but the foundation is, and I'm inventing a word here uh, in my last message as pastor, the foundation is the importantest. It's important that we build carefully, but the foundation is the importantest. In verse 12 and 13, the Apostle Paul goes on, If anyone builds on this foundation using gold and silver and costly stones, wood, hay or straw, their work will be shown for what it is, because the day, that is capital D day, the day of the Lord's coming, will bring it into light. It will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. And so Paul talks about building the church with different kinds of material. Some of these kinds of material won't burn easily. Gold, silver, costly stones, these things won't burn easily. And some will burn easily. Wood, hay and straw. It's like the little pigs kind of almost. And so the quality materials here, though, stone, gold, silver, these were the kind of materials that, uh, yes, the Jewish people in their temple, but ancient people with all kinds of temples, these were the kind of things that they built temples with. That's why we have uh, so many ancient temples or bits and pieces of temples left today, because these were what you would build the house of gods or God with, these precious materials and these sturdy materials. But people would build their own houses, as they do in many parts of the world today still, with, with, um, with wood, with hay, and with straw. That their own houses were built of this less permanent thing, and so they were less likely to survive a fire. And so Paul is saying that, the church is not just any building, and I'm not talking about the building that we're in this morning. I'm talking about the church as a building. The church is not just any building. It should be built with the best we have to offer. Just as the temple that, that, that people would build to their, their gods and idols, which are, are false gods, and, and the Jewish people were called to build out of, out of stone. There was timber involved as well, but they were called to build out of stone and gold and silver and bronze, things that would not easily burn up. They were called to build the temple out of those materials. And so though we're not building a, a, a church, though the church is not built today, we have buildings which is awesome, uh, to, a space to come and worship in, but, but we should build with the, the metaphorical examples of that, with what is valuable, with what will last, with what will endure.
But the point also for us to pull out this morning is it's God's role to judge and bring to light the quality of the material. The reality is uh, that each of us uh, will use some gold and some sticks. Uh, We are human. We all are uh, guilty of that great insult, you're such a human. And so we will all will have built, and I know I have in my time here, there's some, there's some real gold that we've had the opportunity to build together, but there's also some sticks and straw. And the beauty of that is, not just that that work is revealed, but, but God allows the karate stuff to get burnt up. And all that remains is what was beautiful and enduring. But the point is, it's God's job to judge that. It's, it's God's job to do that comparison. It's God's job to, to do that. So we, we don't, and I said this last week, we need to be very careful not in to get into the comparison game because comparison kills. I'm just going to jump to this. Leaders are important in the life of the church. And that's why we've made a commitment um, each week over the last little while, and I hope that commitment continues to pray for the search team as they discern um, who to call as the next pastor. And we pray for the next pastor as they discern uh, that sense of call for themselves. Um, Leaders are important, but it's God who makes the church grow. Leaders are important but Christ is the foundation upon which they build. And so God will provide leaders with different gifts for different seasons and our place is simply to trust in God. But I want to finish with this word as we worship. If I can. In the context of this, talking about who Apollos is, who Paul is, who leaders are, what the church is, Paul gives Corinth this reminder. In verse 16. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? And so don't take lightly the value of who you are together as the church. Father, remind this church, not that it's been forgotten, but just as you are spoken of as remembering in scripture it doesn't mean that you've forgotten I pray that you would remind this church that they themselves that we ourselves are the temple of God and that your spirit dwells in our midst we pray that as we each do our job to plant and to sow 
that you would make the church grow. We pray that as we build and seek to build up the church, that we would keep forever Jesus Christ as our only foundation. via Facebook, Instagram or via our website at ycbc.church. See you soon.